Hey, it's Ask Bud. How we doing? <laughs> that never ceases to amuse me. It Yay. always ceases to amuse me. I thought about saying as hey, but but it didn't feel the same. Yeah. You know what? Hey, it's ass butt. I'm gonna hey. move. I'm gonna move right past this at lightning speed. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> we're about to speed run into sadness because I've been feeling a sense of melancholy, and I'm I'm not gonna get like super depressing or anything, but I kind of want to like ask you guys if you feel a similar thing. Is it depression? I mean, no. The uh... The the weather's getting colder and the days are getting shorter. I, We're becoming the groundhogs that have seen their shadows. Guys, I have a specific like thing that I wanted to ask, and I'm gonna get there. Okay, no, I'm not just, just like you. I'm not just like I don't know, guys. Do you ever feel sad? Like that's not what I'm asking here because obviously the answer is no. You feel nothing. Exactly. Exactly as you planned. So whenever I get really into a new thing, like, and I mean really into it, like I'm, I'm reading fanfic, I'm saving fan art, I'm coming up with headcanons and shit, right? Mm. I'm rewriting character endings because the writers fucked up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> shit like that. Whenever I get really into a new thing... I get a little sad because I know that eventually I'll move on to something else and I just won't be like, like I'll still love the thing, but I won't be as into it as I was when I first came across it. Mm -hmm. Like it's the whole, like you can never, you can never have the first experience twice. Ah, yes. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's like that kind of sadness. And, And am I the only one who feels like that? Or is that like a... No, I totally get that because I was actually feeling that way about Undertale uh, this last Halloween. Oh yeah, really? Because uh, yeah, I I think I first experienced Undertale around Halloween time mm-hmm. uh, w- in the first year of its release. So like Halloween time, not and not just because it's like full of monsters and skeletons, but like just. Uh, the month of October in general reminds me of Undertale because that's when I like played it first. Yeah. I feel that way about Night in the Woods. Mm-hmm. And Night in the Woods is very Halloween-y, very fall. Um, but yeah. I, I, I also always associate like certain things with certain times of the year. I mean, I have a semi-annual over the garden wall party. Yeah. You mean sort of annual? Kind of annual occasionally. <laughs> Somewhat annual. It yeah. was annual for a couple of years and then... Pandemic pending. Yeah, the, the pandemic <laughs> Lovato happened, if I can borrow a Turner phrase from Benjamin. Hmm. And now here we are. Yeah, these quarantines are rough, man. Yeah. I guess the reason why I bring it up is because uh, this is another edition of Things We Can't Let Go Of. Boom. Part yeah. three million. Part infinity. And you know what? Things We Can't Let Go Of, it's actually a misnomer. Because I always let go of the things that I can't let go of. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes but, your hands just get so tired, that's just, you can't hold anything else. That's yeah. just how life works. You just let it go. If it's true love and meant to be, it'll be it'll return. And so, you know, There's, sometimes it does return. I'm always really impressed by people who are like, this is the one thing that I'm obsessed with that I keep track of. Because I have so many different, like, interests and stuff that I'm just like... Like, are there people out there who have, like, two fandoms that they're really into and then they just don't really give a shit about anything else? Um, if you're out there, who are you? And how are you? How are you? You could, you could put sports fans into that category. You know, I, I was like. thinking of sports fans. I was. Because, like, my mom is a sports fan. Yeah. And she, like, but she's specifically, like, into football and tennis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then when it comes to football, she's like all over the place. Like she, she's she does all the football. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, she does football and tennis, and those are like the two things. Yeah. yeah. But here, I mean, here's the thing about f- football specifically: it changes from season to season. Like players get traded, oh, yeah. and people get hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, rules change from year to year. Uh, I I will say, like, if I had been able to experience football at episode one, I'd probably be all in on it too. Uh, let me. I'll be honest with you. Probably <laughs> gonna get past the first few seasons. <laughs> it really got good in the seventies. I just can't get behind any of the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand their character arcs. You oh, know, man. I love the big bads. Uh. CT is amazing this year. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, I love the big bad, the NFL. No, um, CTE. That's <laughs> somehow better, worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely worse. And also still technically the NFL, I feel like. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I once got into the biggest fight with a hardcore football fan because I basically was like, football is very dangerous. And if we're going to ask, like, college age people to put their bodies on the line, we should at least pay them millions, some of the billions of dollars that, like, they they make off of it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like the schools make. But that's it. And, and, And I'm serious. Like, it was a fucking fight. Yeah, and I'm I just like it. I just don't understand why my position was so controversial. People get mad about sports. People yeah. people are really into sports. Yeah, people really are, man. I, I was gonna say if the NFL has a big bad, it's probably Tom Brady. Eh. <laughs> right now it's John Gruden for reasons. Oh yeah, and. Uh, I- Roger Goodell? You think it's who? I think it's um Nick Say. I don't know. I can't. I don't yeah, know many football this people. Is exactly what you were going to ah! do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's uh Peyton Thomas, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, Patton Oswalt is always a big bad in the NFL. I really yep. hope somehow he finds out about this fucking episode. He definitely isn't. He I don't mean Patton Oswalt, I mean Peyton Thomas. Uh, oh, okay. Who the fuck is Peyton Thomas? Nobody. Literally, okay, you, you made them up. <laughs> no, there's definitely a guy with a P name, though, who, yeah. who did some running for them. Peyton, Peyton Manning. Manning. Yeah. Peyton Manning, that's it. There we go. I feel like Jerry Jones also has NFL big bad energy. 
Yeah, all the owners definitely. <laughs> yeah, every every cow uh every football team owner. What a what a strange concept. Yeah. Owning a football team? Yeah. Madness. What will they think of next? Owning the fucking sky? They've already done that. Yep. You son of a bitch. They really have. Um, I wanted to make it clear. I'm not proud of the fact that I don't know anything about football. Cool. Yeah. I just felt like I needed to say that. A lot of people Oh, do. yeah. I, I, yeah, I do know a lot of those people that are like, I don't give a shit about football. That's my whole personality. And oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, great. Yeah, to cool. be clear, I I'm don't I'm sorry give... that you can't let other people have fun. Yeah. To be clear. I will say. Sorry, uh, you go first. Oh, no. I was just going to say, if I did, I, I don't give a shit about football. And honestly, kind of wish I had. Probably would have had a lot more fun at some Iron Bowl and Super Bowl parties as a child. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um... But yeah, I also don't care that other people are into football. Again, as long as people are being taken care of and paid and not having their brains walk, you know, rock around on their skulls, I, um, I really don't give a shit. <clears throat> really, my favorite part about experiencing sports is just hanging out and getting drunk. Oh, yeah. That's really what it's all about, mm -hmm. being a sports fan. <laughs> I understand that, and I and I can get behind, like that aspect of anything but you can also get that with like i don't know like a movie night and yeah. then if you want to take a break from drinking you can pay attention to the movie which has like plots and shit i guess i mean depending on the movie you know mm -hmm. so so that's why i can totally get behind that but you know eh, whatever um what are what are some things that we can't let go of football <laughs> I honestly don't know why I expected literally anything different. <laughs> no, I got a real answer. Uh, for the past several days, I've been rewatching a ton of uh, Lazy Masquerade and Dark Five videos on YouTube, which are like, there's sort of conspiracy. Like, Dark Five posts, like, some of it's interesting. I think some, a lot of it is fake. But it's a lot to do with, like, cryptids and ghosts and whatnot and, like, alien videos and shit. Uh, but then uh, Nexpo dropped a really cool episode on Halloween. Uh, it was disturbing things from around the internet, and it's a really solid uh, video. And I think Lazy Masquerade dropped a, like, Famous Hoaxes video on Halloween as well. It's a Famous Hoaxes Iceberg it's really fucking cool and really interesting. That nice. sounds that sounds like a deep dive. Yeah. Uh, and Nexpo also had a video on a cult. Uh, I think it was in one of the Carolinas. It was a cult in a boarding school for bad children called Whoa. Elon. Uh, and basically the people running the school, uh, the way they punished these kids was they basically made the children beat the shit out of each other. Jesus, wow. why? Yeah, and this place operated for like 40 <clears throat> years until like ABC did an investigation on them. God. Yeah. It's like a little kid fighting ring. No, this was a like, imagine elementary school, middle school, and high school kids sort of just like co-mingling with each other. 
Oh no. And the rules, like stuff that the kids could like get in trouble for basically was looking at people of the opposite gender, not making enough eye, eye contact, making too much eye contact, not sleeping enough, sleeping too much, being lazy, working too hard, basically just a bunch of like uh, things that I can't think of the words for it. I'm fucking sleepy. But just basically a whole bunch of bullshit rules to like just fuck with kids. And then also when a new kid was brought in, there would be assigned a ostensible big brother, big sister. But the big brother, big sister kids were encouraged to fuck with the lower, like the new kids. And so they would just get beat up sooner. And they had this one thing called the ring that they would do where one kid was deemed the bully and the other kid was deemed like the hero or something. And oftentimes the hero was the actual bully and the hero would just beat the shit out of this kid that pretty much didn't really deserve it. So who the fuck ran this school and also did they go to prison forever? I don't think the guy ended up going to prison or anything. I think the place just got shut down. No. Yeah. I hate everything. Yeah. What was this what was this place called? Elon. Elon? Yeah. Like Elon Musk? E L A N, I believe. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I d- hate everything. I hate that so much. I hate learning about this. Yeah. Oh god. This is awful. Yeah, it was terrible. You know, this actually kind of, if you're done, can I talk about the thing that I can't let go of? No. Travis, you go. I'm kidding. Are you go. <laughs> okay. Because it actually kind of said, because I had a thought about it that kind of segues into the thing that I can't let go of. So I actually have two. And the thing, the first thing I'm going to talk about is the podcast you're wrong about. Hmm. I know I have already talked to everyone about this podcast but I want to talk about it again because it's just so good. And it is basically these two, like, freelance writers and journalists do a deep dive into the, like, kind of the stories that America has just kind of taken as gospel truth. And is like, well, here are the things you misremembered. Or here's something that you may not, rem- like, know about it. Or, like, here's how it's actually a much more complicated the situation than the you know, digestible story. And I'm not going to go into any, like, specific episodes because they're just too long to do them justice here. But the show's really, really good. Um, one of the episodes, they did a two-part series on Tanya Harding, which was amazing, and I would highly recommend that one. They also did a really good episode on, like, Jeffrey Dahmer, and uh, they've done an episode on Anna Nicole Smith, Um, They did an episode on Kitty Genovese and Bystander Apathy. So it's just, it's a really, really good show. Highly recommend it. I would recommend it over other podcasts, such as Hey Ass Butt. Um, (laughs) Just kidding, listen to both. Um, But I think one of the... Sorry, I just accidentally played something on my phone. Okay, but I think one of the themes of the podcast or something that keeps coming up again and again and they don't talk about this on the show but it's just something that I think about is that like we as a society kind of force people into these impossible situations 
And then when they act out, we turn around and we're like, I knew it. I always knew you were this awful person. This thing that was going to explode, you piece of shit. And I feel like that's what that school was. That school was just like forcing kids into an impossible situation that no one could be a good person in. And then turning around and when they acted out being like, you're the fucking worst and you deserve every bad thing that happens here's the super wild thing about this too this was one of those schools where like you ever heard the stories of kids just being like these parents finding these like uh, correctional facilities where the people will just come and take them in the middle of the night this was one of those places what yeah oh have y'all never heard of that before no yeah uh, a lot of uh, pray the gay away and uh bad children kind of boarding schools do that where like they just hire these people to just show up with a van uh and they take the kid not really like a burlap bag them i don't know but they just kind of just take the fucking kid in the middle of the night like out of their bed to the school damn yeah so I just looked this school up on um, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and uh, the one of the notable alumni is Tiffany Sedaris, who's the sister of Amy and David Sedaris. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say of of Sedaris family fame. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Tiffany's time at Elon is cited in her siblings' writings and interviews as deeply traumatic to her and a direct cause of her inability to form normal relationships with her family members. After decades of struggling with mental illness, Tiffany ultimately committed suicide in May of 2013. Damn. Wow. I just, yeah. Another student from the school has been, uh, um, arrested for murdering another student. Whoa. And uh, Phil Williams Jr. died at age 15 after being forced to participate in the school's notorious boxing ring punishment. Yeah, this is the ring I was talking about. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Guys, we're not going to get too depressing this episode. <laughs> I was trying to think. All right. Well, do you want to hear about what I was stuck on? Yeah. Yeah. Lift us up, Travis. <laughs> so I, um, I've become a full-blown serial enthusiast by listening to the podcast "The Empty Bowl" with Justin McElroy and Dan Gobert. What mm. is this? They are so the Empty Bowl is a meditation and serial news podcast. Mm. The whole point of it is to just be able to zone out and just listen to news about cereal and reviews of cereal and now i'm like super into cereal and also i have taken a step into becoming an old person go on because i made a parfait using the cereal grape nuts and I really liked it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you guys ever had grape nuts? No, because no. I'm not 80. So it's 
they're foul. Oh my god. <laughs> if so grape nuts are not grapes, it's not grapes or nuts. It is basically uh Mr. Post who created the grape nut cereal. Mhm. Basically, like, made this batter and then baked it and then crunched it up in a coffee grinder. And that's how he invented grape nuts. If I had to describe it, y'all know what hardtack is? I mean, the thing they used to make prisoners of war eat? Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like... As another form if of I had to des- If I had to describe it in simple terms, I would say it's like... A hardtack cereal. Do you... Would you say hardtack? Do you read the thing the children in the Depression ate? Yeah, like what the soldier rations from the Civil War. Okay. Jesus Christ. Why didn't Mr. Post do this of post-cereal fame? Well, okay, here's why he made it. He wanted to make a competing cereal to Kellogg's Corn Flakes. It's... Yet another anti-masturbation cereal, I swear to God. How many more of these do we have to suffer It is, because, so, Post was actually a patient at Kellogg's, like, crazy facility. No! And then went on to become Kellogg's greatest rival. No. (laughs) Besides Kellogg's own brother. Man, that's nuts. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, Kellogg of Kellogg cereal fame and... This is just the skimmiest of rundowns because um, I don't remember all like all the stuff about him anymore. But he basically ran like a wellness center in the eighteen, like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, and basically believed that if you ate a very plain diet, then it would calm down on sinful stuff like masturbation. And uh, that cereal eventually, you know, became cornflakes. Yeah, which is why it is so tasteless. Well, he—it uh, wasn't just about masturbation. He thought that it also had to do with it, it. It was about being sinful, but it was also about like health. Yeah, like he thought that if food tasted too good, that meant it was bad for you. Which is. <laughs> Not how anything fucking works. I mean, that's how Charles Barkley like lost a shit ton of weight by so. eating oh, cornflakes. Yeah? No, by he spat out anything that tastes good, and he wouldn't eat it. Wow. I mean, like Krispy Kreme donuts taste good, but they're definitely not healthy. But you can make like I don't know some broccoli and sprinkle some fucking like salt and pepper and rosemary on that shit. Yeah, and that's delicious. Yeah. It, well, yeah. I've had some very amazing salads in my life, and I would say that some of those salads were pretty healthy. Yeah. I would also say that, like, chicken's pretty healthy if prepared, you know, and correctly. Yeah. Everything's healthy in in, in uh, the proper portion. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, um, I feel like an obsession with health food is what's going to destroy America. So, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bada-bing, um, baby. Boom. So, back to grape nuts. Jesus Christ. We got some grape nuts because there was this Rhett and Link video where they were like, let's see how many grape nuts we can eat in one sitting. 
That's a very yeah. Is there, is there a more good mythical morning title than that? And uh, because it was like it was a video they did during the pandemic, and it was like, well, shit, we need content. Uh, how many grape nuts can we eat? <laughs> Fuck. Um. Oh, God. But so on the box of grape nuts, currently there is a recipe for a parfait, and it is literally just yogurt, grape nuts, fruit of your choice. Yogurt, grape nuts, fruit of your choice. Layer until satisfied. And so I was like, huh, I like parfaits. And I've never had grape nuts, so let's try this. So I got a thing of yogurt, of like plain uh, vanilla flavored yogurt. And I got some strawberries and some blueberries, and I put the grape nuts in there. And you know what? It's my new favorite thing. to get some grape nut cereal and just see like <laughs> just see I guess because I don't okay so it can't be thing. that good no so the thing about grape nuts is that a lot of people will treat grape nuts like it's a normal cereal and pour it in a bowl of milk do not do that you will have an awful time because it will taste awful and terrible trust me I was like, never in danger of that no, no, no. Just don't yogurt, even I guess. Put it, yeah, put it in yogurt. Oh. That's the that's the trick. Because, like, sweetened flavored yogurt with the grape nuts, it complements each other really well. Because the grape nuts... Tastes like shit. Some, and the yogurt well, is for good. Some, <laughs> for some baffling reason, grape nuts don't really get soggy. Because they're made of hardtack. <laughs> they're rocks. Yeah. yeah. You can't so, get soggy if you're made of rock. And that's my main complaint with granola-based parfaits is that the granola gets soggy after a while. I feel like and, you just don't eat parfaits fast enough. Yeah. Or maybe I've just had parfaits exclusively from cafes that make them at like 4 in the morning and then I don't get my hands on it till like 1 p.m. I will go ahead and say... That we have so much cereal discourse on this show, it's insane. I mean, oh, the time yeah. Travis was like, I pour the milk first. Yeah. Uh, the the time we found out what shredded wheat was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next year, we're going to be talking about how Count Chocula is like a homophobic and fucking it's going to, I don't know, like it's just okay, going to progress. No. Monster cereals are inherently unproblematic. I'm gonna You're go right. get my You're box right. of grape nuts real quick. No, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go get them. No, Jesus. Well, while Travis is gone, do you want to hear the other thing I can't let go of? You already know what it is. Is it is it sugar smacks? Because goddamn, I cannot no, let go of that shit. You know, I actually. Um, so one of the cool things about grape nuts is that it's very like sparse on the ingredients list. It's whole whole grain wheat flour, mm-hmm. malted barley flour, salt, and dried yeast. And then also like added added vitamins and minerals, but no one gives a shit about that. This cereal sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> and it is like like listen to this. Did you just fucking ASMR? 
You used to yell at me all the time for eating in the microphone, Travis, you son of a bitch. It's very crunchy. It is very crunchy. I... Ben, what's your favorite cereal? Sugar Smacks. I don't think I've ever oh, had those. that's a good one. Oh, they're fucking great. Uh, either like the ones with the frog or the bear. They're both fucking great. Uh, yeah. I, I go for the... Um, so you know the bag cereal? Yeah. Um, technically, the brand is Malto Meal. Okay. So Post recently bought Malto Meal. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, Malto Meal cereals are now Post cereals. Ah. So you can get, like, you know, three pounds of Reese's Puff for the price of... Zero dollars. Zero, yeah, like, very, very cheap. That's awesome. Um... Yeah, so that's my that's my cereal tip of the day. Ooh. Buy Malto Meal because that shit is the same now. Did y'all ever fuck with the the, the honeycomb things, like the honey crunch, the things? Oh are, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, honeycomb. Yeah, the honeycomb like the shaped cereal. I can't think. Yeah, of what it's called. I did when I was a kid. Yeah, God, I haven't funny. had it in a while. Like, it, it was damn tasty. That was my favorite, probably in like high school. But um, sugar smacks. I. Man. I I definitely keep like a top uh, ranking of my top favorite cereals. Um, what, like a top eight from MySpace? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Oh my God. Like, um, so. We need a cereal based social media. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your whole, uh, your like honey smacks, sugar smacks, golden puffs. Okay. That is always in the top. Um,. Cocoa Pebbles. Ooh. I love me some Cocoa Pebbles. You got to eat them fast, though. Fuck yeah, you do. Them and Fruity Pebbles. You got to eat them quick. Yep. Uh, Reese's Puffs. Okay. Super good. Uh, recently rediscovered Reese's Puffs, mm-hmm. and that's like another thing. That, oh, that's all I could eat for like a week. You ever fuck with a Cookie Crisp? You know, I used to as a kid, mm-hmm. but I don't really do that anymore. Yeah, it kind of fell off for me, I think, too. Like, it was really yeah. good back in the day, and I think we got a box a couple of years ago, and it wasn't as good. Um, I'm looking up all of these cereals furiously because I realize now <laughs> that I have not eating, eaten much cereal in my life. Or at least not different brands of cereal. I found, like, one thing and was like, and I'm done. I've made it. I, I've mm-hmm. done the cereal. And then uh, rounding out, uh, I guess the top five really would be um, mm. cinnamon toast crunch and then Fruit Loops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cinnamon toast because cinnamon cinnamon toast crunch and Fruit Loops are almost always in hotel breakfast. That is true, but so it's like oh, it's always a go-to. There is one cinnamon-based cereal that is better than cinnamon toast crunch. Oh yeah, what's that? Apple fucking Jacks. Mm, hard disagree. Yeah, I've I'm never been a fan of Apple Jacks. I'm, I'm okay. with Travis on this one. I mean, um, his taste in Great Nuts is terrible, but his taste in Cinnamon Toast Crunch is correct. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will give him that. Um, I haven't heard of three million percent of the cereals that you just fucking listed. Not yeah. a single. Wow, not a really. One. You ever heard of Sugar Smacks? I've, I've seen Sugar Smacks. I did not realize. That's what they were fucking. Um, I did not. I did not realize that's what they were. But yeah. I will say my favorite cereal of all time is Honey Bunches of Oats. 
Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good like grown up cereal. It is a good yeah. grown up cereal, but also good for kids. You know, yeah. you know, good Target, for the yeah. kids. Target has this brand of cereal that has like a uh, dried grapes and cherries and like walnuts and like clusters of shit in it. Oh, interesting. It's really fucking tasty. If I can find the brand, I'll send it to you guys. But yeah, uh, Honey Smacks and Golden Crisp are basically the same thing, but fucking tasty. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm realizing this is? I grew up in a my mom is constantly dieting house. So mm-hmm. all of our cereals were like Cashy Goline Crunch. Uh, oh, man. Or like Special K. Yeah. Or Plain Corn Flakes. Wait. You're, you're yeah. complaining about having ketamine for breakfast as a child? What the fuck? That, not that not that kind of Special K. <laughs> special K is actually kind of interesting because it also has a really like neat kind of crunch to it. Yeah. Special K is interesting because it's basically like it's not that brand. healthy for you, but it's it's treated like a diet food. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it can't be that like healthy for you. Like it just can't. Mm-hmm. Well, and grape nuts are the same way. It's it's treated as like eat this if you need fiber in your diet. Yeah. Which I mean, like, yeah, it'll do that. Won't do much else for you. Oh, here, here is where like I am. I am truly an old man. I loved raisin bran as a child. <laughs> oh you wow! Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Packed raisins onto it if there weren't enough. Added Jesus raisins. Christ. Now with extra raisin. <laughs> um, and then I also was a big fan of Rice Krispies. It's it's it, it talks to you. I mean, that's just really enjoyable yeah. for a kid. Oh, I would put way too much fucking sugar on top of the Rice Krispies, and it would kick so much ass. I don't know if this is like a fever dream or if this really happened, but I used to be obsessed with this cereal that was basically like rice crispy treats the cereal ah, like that yes. was a real rice crispy cereal and it was mm-hmm. it was straight up rice crispy like it was a marshmallow oh, yeah. rice crispy treats yeah it was supposed to combat yeah. Yeah, fucking yeah. uh mini wheats right i think so yeah. i guess oh i also did like mini wheats i think mini wheat. oh the blueberry the strawberry and then they had like other flavors too that were fucking great god damn I want some cereal, um, guys. You know what? I yeah, yeah, I was about to be like, I would murder both of you for a bowl of mini wheats right now. Absolutely. Or cinnamon toast go, crunch. Hey, go to go to the store and get some cereal, but not Kellogg's cereal, because I'm pretty sure they're still on strike. Probably, yeah. No, I think Kellogg's off his strike now. Oh, is it? I can't I don't honestly I don't remember. Hmm. I'm gonna get magic spoon. Uh, nope, it is ongoing. Okay. Magic Spoon is cool. They're like an indie, um, they're an indie, uh, cereal maker, and their stuff is like, it's keto because it's all made of whey protein or something like that. Like, it's, it's basically milk proteins that they turned into cereal. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't feel great about it. You know, I don't love it. Yeah. But I do think the box designs are cool. And since I'm effectively still a child, you can sway me with a cool box design. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And colors. Just pretty colors. All right, Travis, this episode is called Road Trip. 
<laughs> no segues. We're doing it old school. No seg- segues. Road trip, huh? What's it? What is it about? Better question. So, what isn't it about? <laughs> so here's what it's about. Okay. Cass comes to Dean and says, Dean, I've heard about this incredibly exclusive cereal that we can only get at H-E-B in Texas. Oh, my God. And so they get in the car, and then they go to H-E-B, and they get the cereal. But what's this? This H-E-B is out of milk. (gasps) No. So they have to go to a different H-E-B to get milk. And then guess what? Dean forgot the bowls. So now they got to go back in and be like, oh, yeah, sorry, I forgot. I need bowls for this, for the milk and cereal I just bought. And then they eat the cereal and have a great time. Hell yeah. And Sam is possessed by a fucking murderous angel or something. And that's a whole cutaway sequence. But Excellent. Mostly, mostly the Dean and Cass thing. See? Sounds good. I thought you were going to say that they the, the crew drives down from Canada to find these other kinds of uh, Cap'n Crunch that they don't have in Canada. Like the fucking K. Trevor Wilson bit. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you know that corn pops are different in Canada? <laughs> anyway, yeah. let's watch this episode. Yeah! <laughs> Well, I think I speak for the lot of us when I say, and we're back. We talked about cereal some more during the break. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. But now we're done with cereal forever, and we're talking oh, no. about this episode now. I'm going to bring back cereal next episode. Don't, Don't worry. Fucking do it. <laughs> if we have more cereal discourse, who knows what will happen? We'll probably get canceled by gay Twitter. Which famously is lactose intolerant. Yeah. And they only Ooh, use their cereal, oat milk for coffee. Any cereal with almond milk is so good. Anyway, that's, that's, that's it true. for cereal that's talk. That's not Ooh, fucking true. I'll co- fight coconut, your rat. Coconut milk is also really good in cereal if you like coconut, because coconut milk tastes like coconut. Right. If you do not like coconut, do not put it in your fucking cereal. I've actually been really on a big cashew milk kick as well. Oh, I like cashew milk. Yeah, I can get behind some cashew milk. I really like. Ben, what are your opinions on milk? Uh, I like Fairlife, where it's been like ultra pasteurized and shit. They've got a really solid chocolate milk that's tasty. Ooh, I heard Fairlife has really good chocolate milk. Mm. I'm a big fan of the purity chocolate milk. That's just nostalgia Mm -hmm. at that point. You know, I make I make my own chocolate milk with some good old fashioned. Nestle Nesquik, not Ovaltine. Oh, no. Fuck you. Fuck you forever. Fuck uh, fuck Nestle Nesquik. Ovaltine for life. I will say fuck Nestle. I will not say fuck Nesquik. No. You can't ask that of me. It fucking sucks. You can't ever get it fully dissolved. You're right. You're right. And that's part of the enjoyment. Because you get these little pockets of dry chocolate powder. (laughs) 
Ovaltine they just always get to coffee. You just get to every get, time. <laughs> what was that? Oh, was it a little pocket of dry chocolate powder? Yes, and it that's was. That's the worst. No, it's the best. It's like a little surprise. You never know when you're going to choke to death when you're drinking from the rabbit. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, we are done. We are done with cereal. We are done with the milk discourse. We are on Supernatural, the episode. What did you guys think about it? I thought tricks is kind of bullshit when they swap from the, uh, the, fruit, the fruit shapes to the spheres. I will. I have a pen in my hands, and I will hold on to it with a clenched fist until I see you, and then I will stab you in the neck. Like, I am the born identity. Just stab me with a pencil like John Wick. What did, what did you think of the episode? It was fine. It was all right. Please don't die anytime soon, because you know I'm going to get blamed. <laughs> You know it'll be my fault. Oh, no. yeah. You know what I mean? Kill myself. No! <laughs> this episode will be ultimate evidence. <laughs> Admission to murder. Honestly, I would be more embarrassed of people learning my lo- deep, deep love of raisin bran and how I can add raisins. <laughs> you know they make raisin bran that has more raisins in it, right? They, they did it when I was a child. I had to do that shit myself. Jesus fuck. I basically invented Razor Brand extra raisins. Who do you think got them to do it? I contacted them. No. You sent them a strongly worded letter. I sent them a, I sent them a letter. To whom it may concern, Mr. Cereal. Mr. Brand. And your cereal? Pretty good. Nine out of ten. You know who would bump it over the top though? More raisins. Mr. Brand, raise it if I can. <laughs> yeah, raisin, if we're that familiar. I, you know what? I have always been that person. I have always been a raisin lover. Like, I love oatmeal raisin cookies. I'll eat raisins as a snack. Oh, I just like raisins. I'm the true old man of this podcast. That is true. Travis, I see your grape nuts, and I raise you prunes. Oh, God. Oh, no, just what, kidding. What, I will not eat prunes. Why not dates? Can't we all just get dates? Hey... Actually, I can't get a date. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> just, uh, why don't you stab me in the chest like I'm about to do to you with my pen? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay, God. this episode. I'll, you know what? I'll start. Uh, I liked it pretty good. Have some complaints. Um, Supernatural is once again in danger of eclipsing their main characters with, with the much more interesting, much more fun side characters. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, hands down, the best part of this episode is Cass and Crowley. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, Sam and Dean were there. Well, Dean was there. Sam. Yeah, Dean was there. Yeah. Sam was not there. Wow, this was a quick episode. We can just wrap up. Hell yeah. Yeah, it. <laughs> What if that was it? Here's my take a second review and have a good night. The TikTok review of Supernatural episode season nine, episode ten. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, what are y'all thinking? I'm thinking. I mean, like it. It. Uh, I. I don't know. The. I mean, like the pacing was very much a standard Supernatural episode. It felt like. Mm-hmm. 
or at least a supernatural episode that's returning to the plot after months of nothing. Yeah. I guess. Um But yeah, I don't I, I don't I my least favorite parts of the episode were the Gadriel parts, I will say. Oh, really? Yeah, I really didn't care about anything that he had going on. I think that's fair. Although I will say I ultimately do disagree. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and be like, Gadriel's new. His thing is different. Uh, yeah. He's unique. Um, because we've seen this plot a million times. Also, it's handled clumsily. One of my issues with this episode is that all of this shit about Gadriel has come out this episode and last episode. And last episode yeah. was like the introduction. This episode is the deepening, right? It's the, it's the, it's, we're getting some flavor notes in with his character. <sighs> my issue is that if they wanted to make this sauce, they really should have fucking introduce some of these elements like a couple episodes ago yeah. we should not be hearing about Gadriel's like friend abner the episode that abner dies yeah like that just should we we should have known about him like three episodes ago four four or five and it would have been really easy we just have a scene where dean and Gadriel are talking and Gadriel's like you know, I understand what it's like to lose somebody. I lost someone in heaven once. But they couldn't do that because <laughs> they were so obsessed with this idea. You know, this is why I'm not a huge fan of twist villains. Or rather because I think they're kind of hard to do. Because a good twist makes you look back and be like, oh, I knew it that all son of a bitch. Yeah. 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 Like on a second viewing or reading of whatever it is, you should be able to be like, oh, if only I had picked up on that subtle foreshadowing. Yeah. But a lot of twist villains don't really... I mean, everyone knew Gadriel was bad news from minute one. But did we know that because Gadriel was acting like a bad guy? Or did we know that because... Like, nothing good happens in, this, in the Winchester's lives. You know what I mean? I mean, I think it was mostly column two but a little bit of column one like it was obvious that dean was being manipulated by an angel yeah, yeah. um but yeah this i agree with you twist villains are not great if the twist is not something you can look back on and be like it was there the whole time i think like the the example that comes to mind for me is um Hans from Frozen, the first Frozen movie. Oh, yeah. Because he is definitely a twist villain, and he, I did not see it coming. But then when it came out, I was like, what, really? Especially because his plan is stupid. But anyway, sorry. I don't want to talk about Frozen. But, <laughs> yeah, my issue my issue with Kadriel is that, like, there is a lot of interesting stuff you can do with this character. None of it new, right? Not even in supernatural terms is it really new, but it, it is interesting. I mean, it, they are tropes that I like. Like, 
the kind of hapless idiot who means really well and is super loyal but gets taken advantage of by everyone he meets. Like, that is something I would enjoy exploring, especially in a kind of two-bit villain. But, you know, we just haven't really seen any of it until this episode and it just kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So... I I was I was definitely more excited about the Crowley and Abaddon beef getting back on track. Yeah. I will say when they first mentioned Abaddon in this episode episode, I was like, oh right, her. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, that's happening. Oh yeah, Abaddon because we got like one episode of that and then nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say this season desperately needed Crowley and I am so glad he is back yeah. mm-hmm. and Mark Shepard fucking nailed it and he's so good and every time him and Cass were on screen together electrifying the, I think the very first like cast moment I truly loved this episode is when like Crowley is like I want something, and Cass rolls his eyes. I was like, <laughs> literally never change. You are perfect. No, you're not. We're going to talk about your flaws later. But right now, you are my everything. <laughs> um, and it continues through the entire episode. It is truly like I would watch a buddy cop, a 12-season buddy cop show of Cass and Crowley having adventures. Hell yeah. And falling in love. Anyways. Oh, you mean Good Omens? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, essentially, Good Omens, yes. <laughs> Something I've realized about myself is that I may ship Cass and Crowley together. Didn't know that until this episode. Here we are. Yep. Until this episode's rewatched because I've seen it before. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I've done enough talking. Y'all talk now about stuff um... and things. So I'm still, like I said, I basically didn't give a shit about what Gadriel and, um, uh, what's his Metatron. face? Metatron had going on. I, it totally went over my head as to why Metatron is having Gadriel go around, kill all these other angels. Was that even explained? I don't think it was. Not really. It was like Metatron is just using Gadriel as a hired gun mm-hmm. and we don't really know why so he killed Kevin because Kevin was like the one person that could translate the angel tablet that could like undo the spell that, yeah and then he killed uh i think he wanted that like pop star kid killed just because he's he was the angel that fucked with uh, Abner and Gadriel in heaven like in prison and shit He's the one that tortured them. Uh, and that was like just... Yeah, and was... Yeah. Was part of the cold open Gadriel murdering a pop star? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. And like, basically, I don't, I don't understand why any of this is happening. So, okay, so... And maybe that's why I don't care about it. That's fair. Um... Your Ben is right. Kevin Kevin is the only like really plot relevant character that's gone that got killed. 
um, where it makes sense for Metatron to want him dead. The pop star, which I'll fucking get to him in a second, but the pop star is essentially um, like Metatron being like, hey, this guy hurt you. And now I'm giving you an opportunity to get your revenge, right? As like a kind of a siding bonus, I think he describes it. Mm -hmm. And then um, Abner made no fucking sense from like an in-story standpoint. From a narrative standpoint, it's meant to illustrate that like, oh, Gadriel's gone down. This like whatever good was in him is gone now. He's willing to kill his best friend, which is a point that would have hit harder if Abner had been introduced even as a concept much earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, if we had known that Gadriel was, like, grieving the loss of a friend for thousands of years, then absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, was all of that just to flaunt the lack of Sam's bodily autonomy yet again? I, no. Because... I when so Crowley at 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 the end of the episode also jumps into Sam mm-hmm. to get Gadriel out, and basically Crowley has has this little moment with Sam where he's like, "I know how possession works. You rem- you you saw everything that he saw. You just have to remember it." And then Sam goes through and remembers killing everyone, like Kevin and all the other people, and I feel like it's just a reason to put more pain onto Sam? So, the show does not care as much about Sam's bodily autonomy as we care. Oh, yeah, for sure. The show keeps slipping in these snide references to, like, possession being a metaphor for sexual assault. Um... For, for a deep, intense violation. But they're jokes. Like, during the episode, when De- when Crowley possesses Sam, Dean says, hey, if you try any funny business, and Crowley responds, don't worry, I'm not interested in his, I'm not interested in someone's sloppy seconds. Which is a pretty disgusting thing to say if you put it in the real world context as possession as a metaphor for sexual assault. But in the show, it's a joke. Yeah. So I don't think... Who who the fuck wrote this episode? Andrew Dab. Ah, fucking Dab. I don't think Dab has thought about supernatural like about the possession as a metaphor for assault in as much depth as we have and here's why because of the fight at the end so when every when all the chickens have come home to roost and sam and dean are having their you lied to me again i know but i had to conversation now kevin's dead blah 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 the issue is not that dean lied to sam I mean, it is an issue, but it's not the main issue here. The issue is that Dean tricked Sam into being possessed. Dean, for the first time, was complicit in his... Oh, God, I've got so much shit to say about Dean, and we will get there. But Dean was complicit 
in what in the show has been a sexual assault metaphor. The entire show. That's the issue. It is not that Dean lied to Sam. It is not that Dean inadvertently caused Kevin to die. The issue is that he, once again, assumed he knew fucking best and was willing to ignore Sam's wishes to do it. And we and and the thing that I want to mention or that happened earlier in the episode is that um okay, so when Dean decides that he's going to pursue Gadriel in Sam's body, what's the first thing he fucking decides to do? Before they before Cass is able to like give him the alternative plan about um about like putting like you know going into his mind to find him or whatever uh i do not remember uh kill him oh that's the that that's plan a for dean crowley was technically plan b Oh, no. And admittedly, it's because Dean didn't know about it until Cass gave him that information, but that was his first fucking response. And interestingly, it calls back to me, it reminds me of season four when Dean forced Sam into um, an extremely unhealthy blood detox and basically told Bobby if he doesn't live as a human, he doesn't live as all at all. The whole reason why they are in this mess is because Dean couldn't accept that, like, Sam was going to die. And I'm not saying that I want Sam dead. Obviously, I really like his character. Like, I am a Sam girl. So I don't want Sam to be off the show. But, like... This isn't about, like, what I want for the character. This is about what's happening in the show. Dean's character arc has been learning to see Sam as a fully realized adult, a person who can make his own decisions, and not just somebody who, you know, John and Dean can, like, fucking project their wishes onto, or their fears and anxieties onto. And it just feels Mm -hmm. like that this is a huge backslide for Dean and the show doesn't seem to fucking realize it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's so frustrating because I need the show to call him out on it for him, for me to be a likable character. I need the show to take him to task. There's which I feel like that's never going to happen, or at least it's not going to happen for a while. I mean, it used to. Yeah. This God, remember when actions had consequences? (laughs) No, what are those? For real. Because, <laughs> okay, and here's the other scene that reminded me, uh, because there's another scene in this episode that reminded me of an earlier episode, and it's when, so Crowley is putting the pins in Sam's head, and Gadriel is, like, screaming, it's very painful, yay, more Sam pain, awesome, and Dean can't watch it, Dean can't look, and so he walks away, and then Cass follows after him and is like 
It's hard to watch, you know, the your brother be tortured, even though it's not technically your brother. And Dean's like, yeah. And Cass, and Dean, I think, has a line where he's like, you know, this is all my fault, blah, blah, blah. And Cass basically absolves him, you know? Yeah. You did what you had to do. I understand you were trying to save your brother. Oh, here's what it is. I'm actually looking at quotes. Dean says, Cass, I'm sorry. Cass says, about what? Dean says, kicking you out of the bunker. That's, uh, you know, not telling you about Sam. His life was at stake. Yeah, I got played. I thought I was saving heaven. I got played too. So you're saying we're both a couple of dumbasses. I prefer the word, the word trusting. Less dumb, less ass. Um, I, I wanted there to be a moment where Cass was like, get your fucking head out of your ass and go watch this. These are the consequences, in part, the consequences of your actions. Like, yes, Dean was tricked. Yes, he was manipulated. I don't think that completely makes it his fault. But at the same time, from minute one, he knew this was a problem. This isn't a Sam drinking demon blood situation. Mm -hmm. Like, Sam thought he was going to save the world. Dean knew the right thing to do was to tell Sam that he was possessed, and he didn't do it. Anyways, okay, sorry. Rant. <laughs> Rant over for the meme for the meantime. <sighs> but yeah. I'm pointing out these differences between like creepy Kripke era episodes and post-Kripke era episodes. Not because I think that like Kripke is amazing and the best writer in the world and you know these writers could never hold a fucking torch to them no I think Andrew Dabb can be a very good writer when he wants to be mm-hmm. I yeah like Dabb got his start in the Kripke era yes and like I I'm interested he's actually going to be heading up some shows that I'm interested in seeing from him in the future and he's a future showrunner of this show and I don't hate every season that he showruns but I'm trying to point out like there used to be consequences for these actions like real serious consequences yeah, yeah. Ha- well and I f- I feel like the Kripke era had a lot better of a handle on continuity like characterization continuity yeah and i feel like once we stepped out of the kripke era and even a little out of the gamble era we basically like cleaned the slate of character development oh yeah there's not really a slate anymore yeah it's just some asphalt (laughs) hey asphalt uh, yeah, it would have been a lot better for characterization and whatnot if Cass had just been like, hey man, you know how I kicked all the angels out of heaven and I didn't know that was going to happen and I'm just kind of fucking dealing with it? Maybe you should just fucking deal with it too. Like, I, Yeah, may, hey, maybe for once this isn't about you and how you feel. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at least Sam didn't feel it, anything that was happening to him. Yeah. Uh, but. I am not trying to diagnose Dean here mm-hmm. or even say that he's wrong to feel what he feels. But at a certain point, Dean's guilt in this episode 
feels less like a genuine mea culpa and more like a form of narcissism. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like, I don't know. And I'm sure that's not how I meant to take it. And I don't think that that's how Jensen Ackles is really acting it. Although at the same time, you know, I think Jensen Ackles and Jared Padalecki are also kind of tired of doing these storylines. Mm-hmm. Where like, oh, I would a hundred percent believe that. Yeah, and I think you can see it in their acting, which, to be honest, was just not very good this episode. Yeah, but I think that's why uh, Mark Shepard was more fresh because when was the last time we saw Crowley? Oh yeah, and also Crowley has consequences for the shit he does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just get a free fucking pass. Yeah. Like, also, he's funny and kind of hot. And likable. In a way that's approachable. (laughs) Boom. Yeah. I've talked about before, I mean, I think Jared Padalecki is, you know, pretty good as an actor, but I think he's as good as the material given to him. And I think playing Gadriel was stretching his limits a little bit. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I'm excited that the other actor that they have for Gadriel, and I can't remember his name right now, but I'm glad he's back. Yeah. Because I like him a lot. I probably, probably. Yeah, it, it it took me until the very, very, very end of the episode to realize who it was. <laughs> oh, fuck, Shit. really? Yeah, yeah, I was like, okay, that's some rando, I guess. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's his original guy. Mm. Yeah. Well, to be fair, <laughs> we saw him for like two fucking seconds. Yeah. In the first episode he was in. The first episode of season nine. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. This is, and we talked about him in his first appearance, Tamoy Tamo Pennicut. He's from the Yukon, ah. and oh, neat. he has been in such things like The Devil in Ohio, Carrie and the Girl, A Supposition, Circle of Deception, Ride or Die, The Hollywood Show. The Devil Has a Name, Deep Six, Deep Space, Taken, Altered Carbon, Rogue, Incorporated, All Cock and No Bull. What? What is it? Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Which I'm really excited about because now that means we get to watch Battlestar Galactica. Um, Hell yeah. And a bunch of other stuff, including Smallville, which he would have been in with one... Daniel Winchester or Jensen Ackles, whatever his real name is. <laughs> Peyton Thomas. But yeah, I think I think in future appearances of Gadriel, he uh, Mr. Mr. Penniquet. I'm so sorry for the name pronunciation, dude. Mr. Actor who plays Gadriel is definitely going to bring some much needed humanity to the role. I hope so. Yeah. Let's talk about some more about the real star of the show, which is obviously Crowley. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm glad that his beef with Abaddon is back. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of got lost in the plot of why they went to an NSA surveillance person. It was topical. Yes, it, it surely was for 2014. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mainly they went there because, like, Crowley had an in, and, like, why not 
like look for a license plate of the Impala because uh, Goodreal sort of. St- I don't know if he took the Impala. Oh, the okay, that's what yeah. it was. Gotcha. Yeah. Also, um, can angels just fucking fly? And doesn't Gedriel like have all of his like essence and shit? No, the angels don't have wings anymore. Remember, because oh, they fell from heaven and oh. their wings got burned yeah, up. Yeah, none of none of them. Do. That's not just cast. That's everybody. I forgot. Yeah. On me. Yeah. So most of the angels kept their grace. Cass was the only one who lost his grace. Mm. Um, but now but, he's using the stolen grace from the, you know, from yeah, yeah. Officer McNabb. Crowley can still teleport, though. Well, Crowley's You're telling a demon. Me that Crowley can teleport and still had Dean drive him around all over the place. Actually, that's pretty in oh, character. He likes Never the company. Mind. No, uh, Crowley had the fucking handcuffs on. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, that's right. He couldn't. He couldn't do it till the handcuffs were on. But also, it's definitely in character for Crowley to be like, uh, "My frenemy is more friend than enemy." Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So also, you just do it to annoy Cass. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um. I. So one. Oh, sorry. Uh, you, you go first. Crowley does so much for the Winchesters this episode, and you know they're not going to fucking pay it back. Like, oh, for they sure. They will not remember this. They will not fucking be like, hey, thanks. They're just going to be real fucking assholes about it, and I love Crowley so oh, much. Yeah. Even Dean was like, this doesn't make a square, and then runs off. What do you mean this doesn't make a square? He saved your brother, and then he saved your life. How much yeah, more... that's what I'm talking about. I was like, well, what, how, yeah, what more needs to be done to make it square? In the, in the, like, okay, in the moral hierarchy of the show, what has Crowley done that's really that bad other than be a demon? Be a demon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, compared to, like, Cass and Sam and Dean, they have all done a significant amount of murder in some of those cases, some light genocide absolutely put people in danger. Like, ignored people. Well, maybe not that one. I was going to say ignore people who needed help, but I'll, I'll retract that statement. Mm-hmm. Crowley, meanwhile, I mean, yeah, he's he does bad, really fucked up shit. But, like, in comparison to, like, some of the quote-unquote good guys on the show, is it really that bad? <laughs> Yeah, for real. Like, at least Crowley has, like, an honor code that he keeps to. For like, real. he doesn't violate the contracts that he creates. No, and that's better than some um, of the demons we've met on this show. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, Crowley has a real honor among thieves thing going on for he him. He really does. And, yeah, he definitely doesn't get enough credit. I feel like the reason that... Dean especially is so shitty to him is because in the writer's room there is just a piece of paper like stuck on the wall that says Dean really hates demons and then really is like written over a bunch like it's it's like in bold but in writing and then it's circled a lot and then it's underlined a bunch of times to really emphasize how much that Dean is supposed to hate demons. <laughs> Ben and I are staring at each other and then staring at you, Travis. Yeah, through time and space. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I... Okay, so here's a list of things that Crowley does this episode that makes me impossibly love him even more than I already do. Looks kind of sad when he learns that Kevin dies. Yeah. Like, it honestly, it really feels like, I think, I think to me, his grief, as small as it was, seems more genuine than Sam and Dean's grief, because, like, first, from him, it's unexpected, and also... And again, I might totally be reading into this, but it also feels like, I don't know, Crowley's relationship with Kevin always kind of felt to me like they really fucking saw each other as like enemies. And I mean like nemeses, you know? Oh, for sure. And that sort of very classic like, I could never kill him. He's my arch nemesis kind of way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just, I really liked the, that kind of, like, dynamic between them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it's it, it kind of, yeah, I don't know. I really liked it. Um, number two, when the demon, the NSA demon girl is like, I'm playing both sides. Smart, right? Crowley's like, it is smart. Good job. Yeah. And then I loved when she said the same thing to Abaddon and was like, I'm playing both sides because, uh, I mean, you're, I, go you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that was a good scene. This season keeps introducing, like, little side characters that I really like, and then they immediately get murdered. I'm always like, why do yeah. I ever get my mm-hmm. hopes up? That's why I never why? love again. For real. Mm-hmm. I keep getting betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells Dean when he offers to like possess Sam. First of all, he offers like as plan C. He fucking offers. And he tells Dean uh, that if Gadriel shows up, he'll run because he's not suicidal. But when Gadriel actually shows up in Sam's head, he punches him and then gets the shit kicked out of him until Sam can, like, find the strength to to send Gadriel out. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second to last thing he did is that he gives Sam, Dean, and Cass a chance to run away. He gives he he buys time for them when Abaddon shows up. And then mm-hmm. he tells Abaddon that they're fighting over heaven or over being the king of hell. But this is not a like physical fight. This is a this is a this is a political race. Which isn't that just the most demony shit you can think of? Yeah. Oh yeah. That was my favorite moment of the whole episode. Yeah. When Crowley was like, This isn't a fight. This is politics. Yep. Motherfucker. And then after giving his little, like, I want to capture the hearts and minds of demons everywhere campaign announcement speech, he fucks off. Mm. Yeah. He's he's got my vote. Hell yeah. So, he really does represent, like, a new demony way of doing things, despite the fact that he's, like, I don't know, from 1700 Scotland or whatever. Crowley's a 10 out of 10 this episode. Absolutely. God. Love him. He's fantastic. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Also, some cast moments I really liked. Cass's little pimp car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that he likes it. I like that. Um, what else? I think we covered all the good shit. Any more bad stuff? Yeah, I can't wait for the Gadriel stuff to be resolved, or at least until it happens more, so we can talk about it a little bit more in depth, so we can, like, so Travis can see what the fuck is going on. Because this episode, as good as the Crowley parts were, Mm -hmm. the other parts were just so fucking dancing on eggshells, or like, walking on eggshells kind of soft, that it's kind of bullshit. I know this is an episode after the mid-season finale, but I just want to get to, let's get to the shit so we can talk about it, you know? Like, this, this could have been three different episodes almost. But instead, they just decided to, like, lop a ton of stuff into one episode, and it turned out pretty okay. But I definitely see what you mean. All, all my complaints this episode, I do still like it. Like, this has definitely been one of the better episodes of the season. Mm-hmm. But there is definitely some stuff that should have been peppered in earlier and we're still fucking dealing with this stupid Sam and Dean conflict bullshit. Yeah. Because we have to have yeah. that. And it's just, they couldn't think of literally anything better. I'm just not looking forward to whatever next season's thing is going to be. Because y'all know oh, I hate God. season 10. Yeah. I honestly, like, yeah, what what can it even be? Yeah. What can't it be? Because what can't it be? Oh, I'm just being an ass. What can't it be is anything interesting. Boom. I guess. Got him. You know, I will go ahead and say this. Despite the fact that we've been ragging on season nine so much, there is some stuff to look forward to. Nice. Yeah. So this episode ends the way so many episodes of this show have fucking ended with all of the lies and deceit have come out and Sam and Dean break up and they are never, ever, ever getting back together for real this time, guys. Seriously. For real this time. It's not happening. I can't wait to see Sam and Dean back together at the end of the next episode. Oh, boy. Or, or maybe even halfway through. Who knows? I mean, that's. I feel like that's what happened last time they broke up for real seriously, guys. Don't stop yeah. asking. Sam and Dean have never been apart for more than one episode. Or even a full episode, to my knowledge. They've been apart for a full episode. Okay, yeah. never for more than one episode, though. Mm. Well, maybe this will change the tide. God, dun, I hope dun, so. Dun. Um, I, yeah, there, you know, there's just a lot there. There is a lot 
to unpack. Let's burn the suitcase, guys. Yeah. Let's burn it down. Yeah. Um, you guys want to get into some reviews? Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. No freaking with the week again this week. Uh, I just didn't have time. I promise we will get to it because I really do want to talk about Gadriel and the first, the original sin and fall of man, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Okay. So uh, this episode is pretty well regarded on IMDb. I'm sure not shocking anybody. Um, yeah, the lowest one is a seven. There is one that's a seven. Oh no. I'm oh. going to read the one that stands out to me right off the bat. Just by title alone. I think, I think Travis just bemoaned it. <laughs> Thank God Kevin is gone. No. He was getting so annoying in these last few episodes with all his whining and complaining over and over. Kadriel is also quite annoying. His cadence and his tone are a bit overused, so hopefully he doesn't last too much longer. Dean, Crowley, and Cass are a fun group of people for an episode. I hope this happens again sometime soon. I think this is the first time we see a dual possession as well, and Kadriel is ousted from Sam. I'm sure, I'm sure Sam will be just delightful with Dean about this whole thing. And will hold it against him for the foreseeable future. Crowley is taking a much more central role in this series. And that is definitely for the better. Yeah. Get 9 out of 10. Like the, and the title of this review is Yay, Kevin's Gone. I love the cut of this person's jib. Oh my god. Oh god. I just went to go look at other episodes that they've reviewed. And I don't think this person likes anything <laughs> no we've talked Come about on. them before yeah we have we, they, we've done a couple of episodes yeah, yeah. Oh. now the episodes of, of the league that they've reviewed they kind of deserve those reviews yeah eh, i mean yeah the league you can mm. take or leave i do very much love the league though so yeah yeah I, I liked the league. I'm not even a big sports or fantasy sports person, but I still liked the antics in the league. Yeah. I mean, that's what's fun about it. It's like a sitcom. It's a sports sitcom that literally anybody can watch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was cool towards like the end of the seasons when they would get mm -hmm. actual uh, athlete. Um, what, what's the a word? Athlete actors to Ath cameos. Um, yeah, they would get athlete cameos. Yeah. And that they did, fun. like, parodies of stuff that happened in games. Yeah. Yeah. I like Jason Manzoukas. He is very fucking hilarious in that show. Yes. Seth He's also very good in The Good Place. Uh, Seth Rogen plays his uh, best friend in the league. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fucking great. That's funny. Dirty Randy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, as is per my tradition, I am also going to read the lowest reviewed one. I like season nine starting. I am watching this, and I might have stopped it before. I stopped somewhere at season nine. I remember I was getting frustrated with it, and I am again. I didn't feel like this at season seven, which people say is the worst. I'm just not buying the gazillion stupid plot holes. I know they want to extend Crowley's role here, but are we to buy Dean really lets him off the hook? 
he has no problem offering demons in the back in the past, especially this one that kidnapped Lisa and Ben. Oh, I forgot that happened. Or are we just supposed to forget about that? <laughs> I forgot about Crowley kidnapping Lisa and Ben. Yeah, I guess he was hey, technically a main too. villain. I forgot about Lisa and Ben. I guess he's de- technically a main villain in season six, but is he really, you know? Is he really? Yeah, nah. The main villain in season six was the friends we made along the oh, way. Oh, yeah, and Cass's light genocide. <laughs> that, too. <Yeah. laughs> and the inability to have a good main villain. <laughs> All right. How does this angel healing thing work exactly? Why doesn't Cass just bring Kevin back? I don't understand the logic. He asked, he brought Charlie back. Oh, because show doesn't want him back. The in-universe stuff is following what the show wants too much at this point. Cass gets and loses powers as per convenience to stakes and plot. Anyone can pretty much come back, I suppose, but only when who they want to. Crowley doesn't act like Crowley, who could easily escape. Dean doesn't act like Dean, who would kill a demon deal or not. Angels use stolen Winchester wheels to travel. You know, if Lisa had actually died instead of being saved by Cass or Crowley when killing people in the end of season eight killed Lisa and Ben, like he should have easily have since they can be easily found. We would have never been here with Crowley getting to walk. The fact that something completely thrown out from season six shows affects the show this much is annoying. I didn't have a problem with angels, with the angels even driving, but I think they don't have their wings or something in the sense that they can't teleport. Seven out of ten. Zero out of four people found found this helpful. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? I found this helpful. <laughs> I do think that they make some good points. I mean. Where's that other one? You are not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> like. The, the 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 fact that people are the fact that they play hot potato with how powerful Cass is on any given day is kind of annoying. Also, oh, yeah. this is a very little thing and it's not a big deal to me, but Cass is able to punch Gadriel out, which like he just should not be able to do. Uh I think with Cass getting at least some form of grace back, I think that's a little more doable. You think so? Okay. Yeah. I, I think if it was a hundred percent human cast, absolutely not. Oh, okay. Yeah, but now that now that cast is is graced back up a little bit, then it will then I've I, I, I can see that happening more so. So I I remembered while we were reading reviews, I have three more things that I wanna talk about. I'm gonna be quick about it. So first thing, very beginning of the episode, the cold open with Gadriel um, killing the non-Justin Bieber guy who yeah. is supposed to um, who is supposed to have been this like angel who tortured him. Can mm-hmm. we stop making fun of Justin Bieber? Not in 2014 we can't. I mean I fucking guess but it the everything surrounding Justin Bieber annoys me so much except for justin bieber like do i like his music no not really but do i recognize that he was for like preteen girls and that just wasn't my bag when he got big yes it really bothers me how everyone just decided to like relentlessly mock justin bieber for the sin of being a child who came out with music that they didn't like yeah 
Yeah. And I get that Supernatural is just jumping in on the bandwagon, but like, come the fuck on. And I get that he was, I think he, I guess he was technically an adult in 2014 or like, it's okay now because he's acting out and going to jail or whatever. But this is one of those, you put people in an impossible situation and then they act out and their response is always, I knew it. I knew you were a piece of shit. It's like, how do we expect Justin Bieber to act? He got famous at a very young age and was simultaneously parasocially loved by millions of teen, like preteen girls and despised by a bunch of adults. Like, how yeah. the fuck do you expect someone to fucking act? Yeah. And it bothers me that this joke was in the show. It's so fucking unnecessary. Second thing. Oh, also, I just don't think it even really worked, like, visually. They've, they've managed to make people who are much shorter and smaller than Jared Padalecki look... Like, Jared Padalecki has managed to act out being threatened by somebody who just has a very... Like, a much smaller physique. I don't think they managed that mm-hmm. in this scene. Oh, hell no. No, absolutely. This guy like, was probably what five eight five nine at the absolute tallest with those platforms that he had on. Yeah, and one thirty soaking wet. Yeah, ah. like pre shit, pre daily shit. You know, I, yeah. no water in his system, or with water in his system. Like he's maybe a buck thirty five with those platforms and all that leather and metal he had on. For real. Yeah, and soaking wet. Yeah. So there, it just didn't work visually for the scene. I feel like if you were going to have, you know, somebody in Jared Padalecki's body be th- like threatened, you you need a you need a Mark Pellegrino level talent, and this kid was just not it. No, nope. no, no, and that's fine because he was a kid and not Mark Pellegrino. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I sort of understand narratively where they were coming from with like an angel taking a vessel that is a super famous well-loved like pop star mm-hmm. figure mm-hmm. like that that does kind of mm-hmm. make sense yeah um but yeah the the justin bieber like joke poll was yeah. not great. and before y'all come to me and say hey um that's not justin bieber because the aesthetic doesn't work it's absolutely fucking justin bieber it's making it is 100 percent just it's making fun of generic like boy band types of the time yeah yeah mm-hmm. which was exactly justin which was justin fucking bieber yeah 100 yeah, okay second thing i want to make real quick second point um dean when talking to gadriel says i thought you were one of the good guys dean baby sweetie we've really got to get you out of this black and white mindset um, you were literally making deals with a demon right now. Like, you don't get to, like, what are you doing? Life is not a black and white cookie, you know? Mm-hmm. It's Neapolitan after you kind of smudge the ice cream together. I should not be happy to have these conversations. And three, I feel like there's a really interesting um, way to take Cass's character for some character development. 
because there's a scene with him when he realizes who Gadriel is, where he's like, holy shit, I haven't met him because he's been in prison this entire time because he's the guy who let Lucifer into the garden. He's the reason God left. He's the reason the apocalypse happened. This is all his fault. Cass, you are missing the point. Um... And this gets back to my, when you put people in an impossible system and they act out in ways you don't like, you don't get to turn around and be like, but how could this have happened? So, Kadrill is not at fault for being tricked by Lucifer. Kadrill is not at fault for the apocalypse. He's not the reason why mm -hmm. God left. God left because he's a fucking asshole. Um, and also because the show wouldn't have happened if he didn't. Lucifer tricked Gadriel because he's a fucking asshole. Cass, like, keeps blaming these individuals when heaven is just completely fucked up. And I really hope that Cass realizes, like, that it's not specific individuals. It's the entire system. It's not the angels who haven't been allowed free will. It's God who didn't let them have free will. Yeah. Like in this instance, he's the ultimate oppressor. And uh, that's all I got. Uh, one last thing I had was we see Cass take off Sam's anti-possession tattoo to let uh, Crowley in. Yes. Are we gonna have any more repercussions to that, or is he just is it just gonna come back? Ben and I are staring at each other and then staring at you. Yep. Oh man. Oh, also Crowley did or Cass didn't work. Tie this episode. No, he did not. Normally, I would say that means something, but I did as. I don't think it does. As, Crowley made a comment on it. He told the NSA demon lady that, uh, that, uh, you know, without Cass's tie, he looks completely different. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. By the way, NSA lady voiced Rin in Inuyasha, the final act. Oh, no way. Yep. Coming to a LSA near you. Ba Bam! Ba Bam! <laughs> She's actually done quite a bit of anime stuff. Any... And also voiced Rand and Inuyasha. <laughs> and all nice. of the movies. Yeah. And was Pan in Dragon Ball Z, the non Funimation uh, uh, version. Uh, nice. Any Yu Yu Hakusho? Ugh, no. Bam. Sadly not. I think she's a little too young for Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, any questions? Can you believe they made Cess Ren Cannon? I mean, that is just insulting. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Comments, questions. It's an Inuyasha thing. <laughs> Comments, questions, uh, alternate realities, darkest timelines, wishes, dreams, hopes, unrealities, um, anything at all? cute cats maybe you want to share pictures of um i've got a fun fact 
tricks didn't originally start with the fun shapes. They actually started as just little you puff can... balls, and then and then they were they became fun shapes in the '90s. That's why we think of them as the you... original. And then when when they went back to the puff balls, that was actually them going back to the original style when they were trying to make it more um, like less like all natural flavors um and colors and stuff and then they got such a backlash on that that now the 90s tricks oh, is back oh damn okay cool yeah uh i miss yo play from like the late 90s early aughts because it had this great texture and now it's just... oh the uh the 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 color twist yo play where it was like two colors oh no i'm one. talking about specifically the strawberry banana because it was like noticeably fake but it just like felt amazing in the mouth god i mean that's apparently you can get some of those if you order them in bulk and work for a cafeteria i'm not doing that shit now uh i really want gushers those were tasty as hell uh we could those were so good they were the best lunch desserts yeah yeah we never really could have them at the house. My mom was like super worried about my teeth. Uh, she made, mm. but she would also be like, "You can't have those because you'll get them on your clothes." And I'm like, "Uh, no, I don't. I don't see that happening. Uh, that's going yeah. all in this mall. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?" Mm-hmm. Oh, do you, I do know what you're saying. Speaking of lunchroom desserts, do y'all remember the strawberry shortcake and the chocolate cake, like popsicles? Yes, those were yeah. so good. All right, were y'all sh- strawberry or chocolate? Because I'm, I got a guess for both of you. Ooh, I want to oh, hear I'm your a guess. Chocolate boy. I, I definitely knew that Travis was chocolate, but I'm betting <laughs> that Ari fluctuated. Uh, you're wrong. Strawberry all the way. Really, I was strawberry all the way too. Chocolate was fine every like a once in a while, but it was pretty rich. That strawberry fucking slap though. The strawberry slapped. I would get chocolate when they were out of strawberry yeah. at the cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's all the comments I got. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, the next episode, Travis, mm-hmm. is called Firstborn. What the fuck Firstborn? is it about? Well, I don't like the thumbnail that's being used for it on... Oh, wait, no. He's being restrained. He's not actually having a baby. Okay, never mind. <laughs> my God. Um, Guys, Impreg is th- coming to Supernatural. Yeah, actually, I changed my mind. This is the this is the Supernatural Impreg episode. Yes! Great, finally. <laughs> we all knew it was heading down this road. There's a deep sigh emanating from my body. What do you... I don't see the issue. Because <laughs> it's this fucking episode. This fucking episode, indeed. This fucking episode. Yeah, this fucking episode, Travis. About Impreg. Nice. Yeah. You you nailed it. First try. Yeah, we don't even have to talk about it. We don't even have to watch it. We'll just skip to the next one. And uh, you would hope so, Travis. The next episode is called Sharp Teeth. What's it about? No. <laughs> It's uh, not about, it's definitely not about Impreg, but this next one that we are watching is. (laughs) 
All right. Well, Travis, I can confirm with 100% certainty that next week that is happening. And we will be here to give you all of the details. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, you can check out our website, Habcast.com, where for the low, low price of $0, you can find all of our social media links. I skipped a little bit. Uh, at Habcast on Twitter and Instagram, and Hey Ass But a Supernatural Podcast on Facebook. You can also gain access to our Patreon, where for $3 a month, you can uh, listen to the other show we do, Let's Shag Ass, where we'll be watching all of the movies about Impreg, of which there are new um and then you can also join our discord for one dollar a month come say hi hang out we do a lot of cool things there uh you know mostly just talk talking and sharing our feelings it's a good time Uh, we do have some new stuff happening in the discord that you should definitely join for Mm -hmm. yeah uh yeah i don't think i can say much about it like through this but yeah if you want to find out about it join the discord yeah. Yeah. Until next time, have fun. And eat some great nuts. Don't don't fucking do that. This guy <laughs> eat honey smacks. Those slap. Bye. You know what? You're an adult. Eat what you nope. want. Bye. No, no, no. You're not an adult. <laughs> Please be an adult. Okay. Bye. Anybody need a break? <laughs> nah. No, I'm good. Cool. Cor- oh, Corn Pops was actually another big time. Like, I was super into that as a kid, too. Oh, yeah, too. those were tasty. Cause the, especially because of those commercials. Like, gotta have my Pops. I was so into that. I want to make clear, yeah. I tried these other, like, some other cereals, but I didn't eat them with any regularly, regular, regularness. Right, yeah. Like, I definitely like, tried Reese's Puffs as a kid, but I, they weren't ever in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we 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 had we always had like Fruit Loops on heavy rotation. Yeah, uh, I want to say like Fruity Pebbles too. Fruity Pebbles were, and fruit. then uh, Cocoa Puffs as well. Mm. You know, I'm not a big um, fruit cereal guy. I'm really not either. Mm-hmm. Chocolate cereal is often fruit, better. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Fruit Loops is um, Fruit Loops is about as far as I go into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Oh, so that's why you think uh, cinnamon toast crunch is better than apple jacks. I got you. 
Yes. Because yeah. what I love about Apple Jacks is that you get that good hearty apple flavor, but also that good cinnamon bite and burn. See, I think I'm just not a fan of apple flavors. That's fair. Because, you know, I recently had, um, I had one of those Starbucks fall drinks that was like an apple. Oh, I like wanted a caramel to try apple one of those. Something. Mm-hmm. It was not good. Yeah. Was it good? No. Oh no. Oh, that's sad. The pumpkin, the pumpkin cream cold brew was good, okay. but the the caramel apple macchiato or whatever it was, it was bad because the apple was like, it was too appley. Uh. If that's if that's believable, it was like, it was like someone had forgotten an apple in a fridge for about four months <laughs> and, it and then dunked it into this coffee mm, there's a lot shit. there yeah just burn it all it was like have you have you ever bitten into an apple and it's just a little too soft yeah yes like a pear yeah that's what it was son have you ever bitten into an apple and then secretly it's been a pear all the time <laughs> Too often, too many times to count. I hope we're recording all of this because I am. <laughs> I am as well. Hell yeah. Me, me also. Fuck yes. Uh, 